This episode is rated F for having a flarkin' good time. Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode 41 of Ethereum Gaming, a podcast where each and every week we talk about the past, the present, and the future of video games, covering all topics from E to M. This week, we're missing one of our good buddies here, Seth, who I think this may be one of the first weeks that he's missed. So he is he is our perfect straight A student who shows up yep. every day and he's got perfect attendance. Well, today, I'm sorry, he he's skipping class. Um, but no boy. fear. No fear, because that that beautiful that beautiful voice that you hear right now, that's Chad. Chad, how are you doing this week? <laughs> hey, buddy. How are you doing? I'm good. Oh, fantastic. How was your uh, how was your Halloween? Did you guys go trick or treating? Yeah, we did. Uh, we trick-or-treated around our neighborhood, and uh, my kids went to a church trick-or-treat thing as well on Saturday. So, yeah, we, we've we got candy that's going to last probably till close to Christmas, I would say. We got, we got a lot. I've been enjoying it. Nice. See, I got a lot of candy around home, too. We got bags sitting around everywhere. So my, my candy is all the leftover that none of the trick-or-treaters got so i got nice. plenty to enjoy and we have a whole lot of chocolate and stuff at work too and, and your job has out. good candy yeah it does um so i am i am spoiled for choice there so i'm not worried at all um but anyways no need to fear because we did fill in that third spot this week so while seth is taking a little a little rest from us he can't deal with us every single week uh <laughs> we brought back our good friend chris Chris, it must be superhero time. It's great to see you. Hey, what's going on, guys? Thanks for having me again. Oh yeah, how was your how was your Halloween? Did you have a good time? Yeah, my Halloween was pretty good. I had a I was uh, doing some trick or treating with um, Master Chief and the princesses. I don't know if you guys saw the pictures that I put on on the Facebook page, but um, my son's got a pretty cool Master Chief co- costume that we three uh, D printed over the course of the last year. And then uh, my nieces went around as Tinkerbell and uh, Rapunzel. So you know that was a lot of fun. Oh, nice. that's adorable. I did see the pictures here. That that Master Chief costume is one for legend, I think. I, I was super impressed when I saw the picture. Thank yeah, you, be, before, before we get going here today, we do need to talk about that costume. How long did that? You said that you printed it yourself, right? Yeah, printed it myself. I have a 3D printer down in the basement. Yep. Oh my gosh, how it, long did that take you to make? Took me probably about a thousand hours to print it. Um, and then... Oh, wow. So I don't even know how many more hours to to glue and to sand and to paint and to put everything all together, you know, and and to figure out ways to attach these things to his body were uh, just, you know, painstaking. But uh, he he was good about it, man, and he he enjoyed it. He loved it. We had a really good time. A little nice. bit of father son bonding, you know. Nothing wrong with that. Oh man, yeah. yeah. If I had a if I had a three D printer, let me tell you, I come up with some weird stuff, man. Just like Star, <laughs> just like Star Lord and Guardians of the Galaxy two, when he's sitting there talking about building the giant Pac Man statue, man, I'm gonna come up with some <laughs> weird stuff today. I tell you what, the first thing that I printed when I got it was a, a full size Stormbreaker, and I'll I'll find the picture somewhere. You know, Thor's axe, not the hammer. Yeah, yeah, and, and dude, it is like legit, probably four feet tall. Oh my nice. god. To, I mean, it is an. I'm going to find a picture of someone. I'll put it on the website, on on the Facebook page. Um, it's it's really cool. I'm, I'm having a ton of fun with this thing. I just haven't decided what to print out next. You know, uh, I'll I'll see. I'm giving it a break now for a little bit. You know, I want to concentrate yeah. on a couple of video games and a couple other things. You know, but we'll, I love we'll it. Find something fun. I love it. Most people are like, you know what? I'm going to start off with something small 
little tiny thing that I can print out. You're like, no, <laughs> I'm going full Stormbreaker here. I want the whole axe. Yep, absolutely. Like, like Groot Arm Stormbreaker and everything? Yeah, yeah, Groot nice. Arm Stormbreaker. Oh, yeah, cool. absolutely. Heck yeah. You know? that, that's awesome. You know, I'll find the picture someone. I'll send it to you guys, definitely. Oh, please, please do. Man. Yeah, that's, that's, a, that. that's a nice little add-on to our topic tonight. Right? Yeah, yeah, good segue, right? <laughs> Fantastic one. <laughs> Well, anyways, before before we jump into our main topic for this week, which I think the three of us are extremely excited to talk about, um, we need to cover some news. And boy, was there a lot of news this week. Uh, I will get us started off here with the first couple things. And first off, Assassin's Creed Valhalla is now the second highest profiting game that Ubisoft has ever come out with. So oh, wow. that that's saying something because it's not a games as a service game. It's not something that's continuously bringing in money for them, but it is the second highest. And that that's insane because I plugged in about 180 hours into that game and I wasn't continuously like purchasing new armor pieces or anything like that, which you can do through the Ubisoft store or whatever they have set up. Um, but that is crazy that they have done that well with that game. Did either of you play it? I know I know Seth had played it with along with me but did either of you touch that one i oh, I've, no. actually i just finished that game um recently um and nice. i like you said probably about 180 hours i put into it i didn't do any of the um the expansion packs um which okay. I mean, is, is weird like you said um you figure that the the expansion packs would have sold like crazy if, if they made so much money off of it um great game it's it's a really fun game i had a lot of fun with it um but yeah, that surprises me that it's uh the second top would you say the second t- highest grossing do you know the what's number highest? one I do not know. I was kind of hoping that you wouldn't ask me, but thank you. <laughs> <laughs> what else would I be here for, man? Just I just saw it was the second, but <laughs> <laughs> but anyways. Um, okay, so you did play Assassin's Creed, um, or Valhalla. Did you get uh Mjolnir now that we're kind of talking about this whole Marvel thing? But did you get the hammer? I think I did. I okay, so I that's did. that's yeah. probably why that's probably how you got all those hours into that game. I have yeah. uh because you have to for those of you that haven't kind of fully played through the game yet, you have to get every single piece of armor that belongs to Thor in order to pick up Mjolnir. And then you have to head back to Norway. You have to find it. It's hidden on the map. It's this whole like process. You kind of get it unceremoniously in like this awkward really? way. You, you just find like a big crater. And you walk I probably up and didn't it up. get it yet. I, oh, really? I, I don't remember all that. I probably didn't get it. But now you now you piqued my interest. So I'm going to have to yeah. go back in there and get it. So so once you unlock like the full set of armor, um, did you get Excalibur yet? That's another question. I can't remember. Okay. Excalibur, you would remember that one because that one you do more in a ceremonious way. Like you have to get all these different um plaques. You have to beat every single one of the uh um the disciples or whatever, and then you have to take all yeah. theirs and you have to fight three different witches in order to get the armor pieces and the plaque, and then you have to go back and then you have to pulled the sword from the stone and this giant chasm that you find. Um, And then the other one is Mjolnir, which you have to get all of Thor's armor, like I said, and then you head back to Norway. And at the top of the map, there's this massive crater that has basically the, it looks like the hammer fell from the sky, smashed into the side of the mountain and made a giant hole in the mountain. And you just walk up and there's lightning coming out of it and you pick it up. Oh, wow. Very cool. (laughs) Um, But yeah, so game's been out long enough i feel like i can share that um yeah 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 yeah. (laughs) absolutely loved i i know that when we were first talking about it uh about a year ago um i didn't want to say that then 
because it was more spoiler territory at that point. But now I can now I can mention it. Um, but moving on, we also had PlayStation State of Play, which this this year kind of focused a lot more on third party games, less than uh, less than the PlayStation um, studio games. And out of all the things that came out of it, the one thing that really piqued my interest was that Bug Snacks is getting an update. So they are getting a free to play DLC. If you own the game, free content that you can get. And it's going to be called the Isle of Big Snacks. So it's going to be a whole new area that you can go and play in. The wife and I played this game together. Uh, she platinumed it. I just kind of watched. Wow. So she absolutely nice. loved this one. So when I tell her that they're going to add on to this game, she's probably going to want to go back and play it again. But it's coming out in 2022. They're adding on trophies. So for those trophy hunters out there, you can go back and then you have something to look forward to with it. Um, but yeah, that's coming out sometime next year. And last thing I'll say before I'll kind of hand it off some of the news to Chad here is that <laughs> PlayStation PC is now a thing going to be a thing. Ooh, yeah. So tell me more. Yes. PlayStation PC. So there is the new title, which all the online games and all the ones that are going to come to the PC. That's kind of the umbrella that everything is going to be falling under. So we talked about God of War 2018 is going to be coming to PC. We talked about that a little bit last week. And it's going to fall under this PlayStation PC umbrella. So kind of like how Microsoft now has uh, Xbox online that you can play on PC. PlayStation is starting to go in that direction. So if you own a PC, you can now play PlayStation games, too. Oh, kind of makes you wonder what the point of having a, a console is going to be in any to any point. Hey, man, yeah, since right? I switched to PC, I, I fully believe that uh, PC is the master console or the master gaming station. I so. mean, uh, at a certain point, you're just not going to need a, a council at all because <laughs> all these games are going to be on there. So, yeah, but yeah, not. you got um, God of War coming out that you're going to look forward to. I'm sure uh, we talked about um, Ghost of Tsushima is going to be coming as well. I'm sure Spider-Man will make his way over there at some point that you can play. Ooh, so all yeah. the games that you've been waiting on, Chad, all those ones that you've been waiting for. I know. I knew holding out would be worthwhile. <laughs> <laughs> think, think of all the things you're going to be able to do with these games. It's going to be fantastic, man. I can't wait, man. I mean, we talked about uh, Days Gone going on there, and we talked about like the giant hordes of zombies that you look at, and I think one of the hordes has well over 300, somewhere between 300 to 1,000 zombies within one horde that come after you, and I can't wait to see what people turn those zombies into. Yeah. It's going to be like all the chickens from Zelda coming after you. (laughs) But I will turn some of the news on over to you so that people aren't just listening to my voice the whole time. Oh, thank you. I appreciate it. Oh, absolutely. Well, guys, we have talked a lot this year about games getting delayed, and we have not talked about it recently because we have had a plethora of great games coming out that we've been playing and more games coming out in the next few weeks that we're going to be playing and talking about. But unfortunately, Prince of Persia Sands of Time, the remake remaster of that um, for modern consoles, that has been delayed. Um, So again, you know, it's a game that a lot of people probably have already played. But a lot of people were hoping to play it on the newer consoles and the newer, you know, gaming PCs and things like that with the better graphics. And unfortunately, that is going to be delayed. And, um, you know, we, we, we've always said that we expect more games to be delayed just because of, you know, how the past year and a half has been with, with COVID and everything else going on. But luckily, some of the AAA titles that we are expecting in the next few weeks, none of them are being delayed. So we still got Battlefield and uh, Call of Duty Vanguard that's coming out this week, actually coming out in three days as of the date of this recording. Halo's coming out. We got a bunch of good games coming out still. So 
you definitely don't have to be so super sad about Prince of Persia being delayed. It'll it'll be coming, but you'll have plenty of things to play to tie yourself over. Um, going into our favorite topic uh, to ever talk about besides Cyberpunk is Rockstar and the uh, Grand Theft Auto games. Rockstar is currently working on a San Andreas virtual reality game. So I know our virtual reality master Seth is not here with us tonight, but what do you guys think out there about being able to go through San Andreas in virtual reality and you know walk along the streets, do the drive-bys, whatever it else is going on? Do you guys think that San Andreas as a virtual reality game is going to be worth picking up and looking into? I think it's going to kind of fall into that same realm of how uh, Resident Evil 4 is now out for VR. And the graphics yep. are comparable mm-hmm. to a VR game right now. So it's it's a good game to port over to it because it's the same level of graphics that you're expecting at this point. And then as it kind of develops and they can kind of go into those newer games. But yeah, and San Andreas is, a, is definitely an older game that um, would have the graphics that would probably be on point for what VR is at right now anyways. So that, that, that could be, I don't know if it's an easy port, so to speak, but um, the graphics would definitely line up and probably be, I mean, it'd probably be pretty fun, you know? I don't know how you could virtual reality drive a car, so to speak, but yeah. Yeah. I mean, they're going to have to change the whole uh, point of view for it. So they're going to have to add in a lot of elements to being able to drive for the inside of the car. And I can only imagine what kind of details they'd have to put into the interior of the cars, because I'm sure that they didn't have any any details to them in the first place. So it's going to be like a smooth texture all the way through. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They're going to have to watch some of those mods, too, because... Uh... The rating might have to get changed on that, depending on what oh they mod, right? <laughs> <laughs> depending on who gets their hands on this game, yeah, yeah, most true. definitely, true. Yeah, Chad, you won't be playing that on your family-friendly uh, YouTube page, <laughs> probably not, <laughs> probably not. Yeah. Um, but to uh, round off, we got two more pieces of news we're going to round off tonight with. First one being that Netflix. We've talked about this before in news, uh, but Netflix wanted to get into video game streaming. And now they have uh, uh, launched a mobile gaming lineup. So they have launched five games currently for their Netflix uh, mobile gaming. And the biggest title that is coming out is called is Stranger Things. So it is a Stranger Things, um, it's Stranger Things 1984. And it formerly was known as Stranger, 3, Stranger Things 3, the game. So I'm assuming the game's going along with Stranger 3 season, uh, the Stranger Things uh, season three that I do not think has been released yet on Netflix. And um, the one thing about these games that Netflix is doing, they are all mobile only games. And for most of the world out there, these are actually Android only as of right now. There is no word at the moment of if they're coming to iOS or not, um, AKA Apple, if you don't know what iOS is. (laughs) I'm sure everyone does, but so they have... uh, Three, uh, three other games that they have uh, already announced is called Shooting Hoops, uh, Teeter Up, and they're, um, it's a lone newcomer that just got announced as today as well. It's called Card Blast. And these are all available on going to be available on Android. And you have to be an active Netflix member. So you have to have a subscription to Netflix um, or I guess have a password to someone that has a Netflix subscription to be able to download and play these games. <laughs> so... There is that. So these games will not be able to be played if you don't have Netflix. But um, one thing that is not listed is if you are going to be getting into the gaming side of Netflix, they did not know. Um, they did not say if your monthly streaming costs would go up or not. So as of right now, that that has not been listed. But I would assume that the pricing, once they get into more gaming, 
would be um, being increased as a gaming option. Because if you remember in the past, it used to be DVDs. And you can have however many DVDs you wanted. One, two, three, or unlimited. And then it went to DVDs and streaming. And then now there's, I don't even know if they do DVDs anymore. DVDs, Blu-ray. Um, I don't even know if they do that anymore. But yeah, actually, different I, have, I have one friend that still does the uh, the Blu-rays. <laughs> oh, wow. Okay, cool. Still a yeah. thing. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And now there's this just, you know, the streaming. So I assume that we will probably see an increase in price of Netflix services. Or they might have like a gaming add-on option. I, I don't see why they, I mean, let's be real. Netflix wants to make money. And from everything we know about Netflix with Paramount Plus and Disney Plus coming out and all those things, Netflix has taken a hit. They've lost a lot of customers. They've lost a lot of money because of people going to these other services. So I would not be surprised if you see a Netflix increase coming out once more games are being released. Um, but the last piece of news would actually ties into our topic for the night is can I give one last piece of news that like this has just popped up on my news yeah. line? Oh, just, just because this breaking new, news, breaking news literally just popped up for me. So, I mean, it, it's been out for almost a day now, but I just saw it for the first time. Um, I want to do this before this last piece of news because this last piece yeah. of news will tie into the episode. Uh, Red Dead Redemption remaster is reportedly in development now. Oh, nice. Okay. So sorry that Seth doesn't hear this week to get excited for this, but I'm sure he knows the, the sure 2010 original game is in remaster. So for those of you that love your Red Dead, you got something to look forward to again. Nice. Awesome. There we go. Awesome. Now we can move on. <laughs> well, yep. The last piece of news, um, which definitely ties into tonight's topic, is um, coming from Skydance um, Media. They are a game developer. And if you know the name Amy Hennig. She is the creative director for the Uncharted series. So um, she's behind the Uncharted series. They, um, Skydance and her, are making a new project that was just announced today, um, and it is a Marvel game. And it's going to feature a completely original story and take on the Marvel Universe. So, you know, we've talked uh, often about Marvel's Avengers. Um, tonight, we are going to be talking about Marvel's Guardians of the Galaxy that just came out. But one thing that we have said a lot on this is we love our Marvel games and we want more to be made. We want more Star Wars games to be made. So Disney sounds like they're finally opening up and getting some more creators in here. It'd be nice to, you know, Square Enix has done Marvel's Avengers and um, Guardians of the Galaxy. And then we have the Spider-Man games on PlayStation. So we've got another another company coming in, um, Skydance, with a Marvel game. We do not know anything about the game besides what I just said, that it's going to be a completely original story and take on the Marvel Universe. We don't know anything about the heroes or anything that's going to be in it or the story, but we will keep you informed as, as, as much as we can when new information comes out about it. But I can guarantee you that the three of us here and probably Seth are very excited about a new Marvel game coming. Yeah. So I got two questions on this for both of you. First is, do you think that this is Marvel creating a video game universe, kind of like how MCU is the movie universe? I think that's what they're trying to do, yeah. Because um, that would involve would all these developers no. tying in together. I would say no. It's the only area that I kind of worry about. Yeah, and that's that's why I say no. I think that the developers that make games, like Hollywood is one thing, you know? Mm -hmm. The MCU is a total... Um, conglomerate the way it is they hire who they want you know it's all made underneath their studio now and they can keep everything linked how they want when it comes to these games you know 
there's still like like we talked about when we talked about the PlayStation review and Wolverine coming out and the new Spider-Man coming out. You know, the uh, Sony is not giving up those properties. Those are PlayStation exclusives. And if they're going to try to make a uh, MGU Marvel Gaming Universe, um, I just coined that phrase. So, you know, <laughs> royalties to the Ethereum Very Gaming good. podcast if they uh, take that. Um, but if they come out with an MGU, it's going to be very hard with the amount of game uh, developers out there to do anything and yeah, to they, really they come would, together. They would have to pick their own corner of the uh, the Marvel Universe. I mean, if they wanted to take like uh, Fantastic Four or X-Men or something like that and maybe just do that that particular universe. But um, if this is going to be a whole Marvel Universe, then that's that's going to be very interesting to see how they do that. Yeah. Dance hasn't done any um, games, right? They're... As far as I know, they're all movies, right? It looks like they do a lot of film, and yeah. this might be their first first um, attempt at a video game as well. I don't know. But uh, I mean, they did Walking Dead Saints and Sinners, a survival game. Okay, is that um that's a mobile game, right? Uh, it's also on PSVR. Okay, cool. So they've done one game, nice, and they do they, they've done that one. They've done uh Meat Grinder, PWND. Oh, yeah, they did PWMD. Okay, so they got um, a couple. Of, so uh, they they got a couple of ones. Nothing nothing huge, right. but they do have a couple of games that have been out. Needless nice. to say, this is a few years out, obviously, right? Yes. Oh yeah, yeah. a few years out. Definitely. Which yeah. brings us to the second question. So so far, we've got Spider Man games. We got Wolverine coming out. We have Marvel's Avengers. We now have Guardians of the Galaxy. What do you think that this new Marvel game is going to be based around? Well, personally, I'd like to see them bring, uh, you know, Fantastic Four or, or X Men, the the mutants, in, into the fold. You know, do do something with with them. We, we haven't right. seen anything with them from from MCU or gaming in forever. You know. Yeah, yeah. Um, I I think that um, Fantastic Four would probably be the next one yeah. to be a good one for them to kind of tie into all of this. My guess not even would necessarily be tie in, but yeah, my guess would be it's going to have to be a big name title in the sense of the the um, IP of whatever Marvel team they do. Um, I would not, I would say I, I would be sure to put my money on. It's not going to be guardians of the galaxy. Mm-hmm. Um, it could be Avengers. It won't be Spider-Man because we know Sony's got that on lock, um, but it could be Avengers just because, you know, that's a wide variety of characters that you can put together into a game. Sure, yeah, yeah. But I, fantastic four would be cool, man. There has not been a good fantastic four game. Um, in anything. I mean, they, they're yeah. fantastic. Yeah. fantastic four characters were in Marvel's ultimate Alliance, which were fun to play as. Yeah. It was cool to team up with them on, on that, but, uh, an adventure game with Marvel, Marvel, uh, Marvel's, uh, first family, the fantastic yeah. four. That'd be cool. I'd be, I'd be down for that or X-Men, you know, but I don't know. I don't know how I mean, X- four characters I don't know how that would be. easily could, that you could easily kind of incorporate into a big action adventure game, a big triple a game. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Make doctor, Make Doctor Doom the Bane bad guy in it. Oh, yeah. absolutely! Yeah, they have go a nice, in. nice big set pieces. It would be awesome. Yeah, go down into Atlantis and uh, fight Namor a little bit. Sure, yeah. So many yeah, things that'd be cool. incorporated into that, you know. Mm-hmm. Oh, that'd be cool if they like started off the game with you as Johnny Storm going against Namor. That would be awesome. Very cool. Yeah, yeah. Very cool. You got it right there, man. <laughs> or honestly, you know, they—I don't know if he's ever done a standalone game, but a Thor standalone game could be really cool. I would love you know? a Thor standalone game. Okay, Thor was my go-to character for um, Marvel's Avengers. He's nice, still my yeah. go-to character. He's who I play the most of. Um, he's, he's, he's my highest ranking one. Yeah. Oh yeah, I mean, he let's is. Be real. 
Thor is probably one of the most, if not the most powerful Avenger, you know, like he, he's fought Hulk and he's, you know, he can fight anybody and you know, he has a, Mm -hmm. he has a history of taking down hundreds and hundreds of bad guy in his Asgardian, bad guys in his Asgardian wars. Imagine fighting a big battle when it's like Thor and his, and his five friends, I forget what they're called. The, ah, what's his, what is uh, Sif and all them? What are their names? Lady Seven. The Warriors. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, the Warriors Three. Something like that. Yeah, the Warriors yeah. Three, the Warriors Four. Imagine, yeah, imagine the four of them and you control Thor fighting 200, yeah. you know, that'd be cool. Asgardian enemies coming at you on a battlefield. That'd be, that'd be sick. Yeah, that'd be pretty cool. Know. Also, yeah. Doctor Strange would be an awesome one. I mean, we're plucking straight from the MCU at this point, but you know. With that being said, I mean they, they do have a whole bunch of um series coming out on Disney Plus, right? They got Moon Knight coming up next year. Yeah, they have, um, Ms. Marvel, Miss Marvel, mm-hmm. She Hulk. Yeah, I mean, you know, may, maybe they're gonna do some kind of like a, a Disney Plus crossover, you know, where they 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 do a different uh, chapter of a of of a of kind of like a moving game, you know, not moving houses around or something, you know, just uh, yeah. Yeah, you know, uh, kind of like an anthology game, you know. Who knows? I mean, they also That's talk right. about the. They've also been talking about the Nova Corps a lot in the MCU <sighs> and in video games. So if you got to play as like Alex and the like actual Nova with the helmet yeah. that gave him the superpowers and everything, that oh, would be awesome. I love to see Nova Corps in anything, man. I, I've always loved Nova and Richard Ryder and the Nova Corps. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you know, going into the Guardians of the Galaxy thing, you know, seeing just a little bit that I see of it right now makes me so happy because it was always one of my favorite characters. And I, I just wish they would bring him into into the MCU or, or something, you know, because oh, yeah. he's, he's just such an awesome character, you know? Yeah. Yeah. He's he's not like mainstream at the moment because oh. they haven't kind of pulled him into the forefront. We do know that at some point he's going to be coming into the MCU, but it's, too it's, it's, it's got a way out. Yeah. Yeah. But anyways, that brings us on to because we're sitting here getting ourselves pumped up. (laughs) Marvel's Guardians of the Galaxy, our game to talk about this week. We've been doing two games a week for what, the last three or four weeks, almost a month now. Um, And now we have one game that we're just going to focus on this week. The three of us have played it. So it's not just one person played it. Two people have played it. No, we've all gotten to spend some time in this. And we all have our thoughts and opinions on it. Um, I had to stop myself from giving my first impression last week as we ended the recording. (laughs) But now that we're talking about this time, guys, it's here. I absolutely love it. I enjoy it so much more than I thought I was going to. Um, But Chad, I will start off with you. What was your kind of first impressions when you first got your hands on this? Man, so first impressions only. Yeah, first impressions was please be better than Marvel's Avengers. And it yes, you yeah. set the bar. Yeah. yeah, I mean that 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 has to be your first impression because like I've never played the Spider-Man games, but I've watched enough videos of it, and I know you've played it, Aaron. Those those are great games. Even the Spider-Man games that were out on Xbox, they were great games. It was Spider-Man in a GTA style setting where you could do whatever you wanted in New York City. And then Marvel's Avengers comes out, which is the newest Marvel game on consoles and PC. And it was just lackluster, you know, it was very repetitive. There was not much replay value, even though there has been some DLC coming out. And, you know, Guardians of the Galaxy, they, they are hilarious. They, they are a team that struggle with each other and they have to come together as a team multiple times because they're always bickering amongst each other. And 
how is this game going to play out, especially with the fact that you only play as Star-Lord. The other team members are there, and they help you out in your missions and everything, but if you're only going to be playing as one character the whole entire game, what kind of hold is that going to have on you? Yeah, you said it. <laughs> I mean, Chris, before I give my thought on it, where where did you stand when it first came out? Were you excited for the game to come out? Were you excited to get your hands on it? Or was it just kind of something that you were kind of a little leery of and it's a pleasant surprise for you? Yeah, well, obviously a little leery because uh, Square Enix definitely dropped the ball with um with the Avengers game, which, you know, it, like you said, Chad, it was good for about the first 10 hours. And then after that, it was mm-hmm. like, you know, I it's it's just the same thing over and over and over again. And um, but when um when I picked this up, I was like, man, how am I going to, you know, play as one guy, you know, direct all the other four guys? But it, it, they do it so seamlessly and so perfect. And um, the, the comedy is there. The, the the Drax, I love Drax. I mean, he's fantastic in this. Yeah, you know, and and the the moves and the the attacks and oh, dude, I I just love this game, guys. It's a fantastic game. I'm having so much fun with it. You know. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, I I mentioned a couple of weeks ago when we kind of talked about this game and that it was coming out and where I was sitting on it and when Chad and I were both talking about having pre-ordered the game and everything, I said, I have pre-ordered it, but I'm not sure about it yet because we saw the different combat mechanics and they came out with the combat video. And as soon as they showed the first time what the combat was going to look like, then I became leery of it. Yeah, I saw it. I was like, okay, so now I'm only playing as star Lord. And what's this weird, like options where you're bringing up a menu and you get to select the other characters. We'll talk about that a little bit more in the combat aspect of it a little later on here. But when I saw that, I was off put by it. But actually booting up this game and getting to walk in Star-Lord's boots, literally, um, and it just kind of enjoy this whole adventure, they made it into like such a cinematic thing that I'm just loving it. I, I've beaten the game. I will restart the game. Um, it's not a difficult platinum, which is also great to say. So I am I'm actually very close to getting the platinum on this. All nice. I need to do is collect the rest of the items. So I just need to get the rest of the costumes and the rest of the items. And that's it. I've done all the other um, things that I need to do for the trophy. So most of the trophy list is just like playing through the game. I'd say a good like 60% of it is just playing through the game. and You'll automatically get these trophies. Um, But the rest of them are just going to be like getting all the costumes. You have to put on every single costume. And then you also need to uh, collect all the different um, collectibles that you can bring back to your ship, which unlock different cutscenes within the ship that aren't necessarily part of the game, but they kind of elaborate on the lore and the backstory of these characters um, even more in depth, which is awesome. Um, But first off, before we really get into it, the game starts off. um, Actually, I may have to pass that on to you guys because I forget exactly where the first you start off going into the uh, the quarantine zone, correct? Quarantine zone. Yep. Mm -hmm. Okay. cool. So, yeah, sorry. I've I've rolled credits at this point. I think that we said that earlier. So I've I played through the whole game. I'm about to start my second playthrough on New Game Plus here. Um, But yeah, you start off in the quarantine zone hunting down a very specific beast. And the Guardians of the Galaxy are already a somewhat established group. You don't your name isn't known throughout the universe universe, um, but you have been together for a period of time and they each have their own backstories. Um, So I don't want to spoil anything, so I won't say anything that hasn't happened um, storyline wise outside of the uh, 
outside of the commercials and outside of the um, material for the game before it came out. But Lady Hellbender calls Drax the Thanos killer before this. So you learn pretty quickly on uh, Drax has already killed Thanos in this right. in this universe. So Thanos yeah. no longer mm-hmm. exists, uh, which well, is like a huge to, surprise. <laughs> yeah, right. just to preface everything. Um, this is not in line with the MCU. So right. oh, no. whatever, whatever you see in the movies of the Guardians of the Galaxy, this game does not line up with that. So don't no. think that this is going to be the the team you see see there. This is this is a team that more aligns with comic book lore. And um, in in the comic books, Drax is the Thanos killer. Right. You know, Gamora right. is the daughter of Than- Thanos. The trained assassin assassin, you know, made a human weapon and yeah. um, woman alive. Yep. And then you got you know you got Rocket and, and Groot who are bounty hunters and they are you know. They'll do anything for a buck, so to speak. Right. And then you got Star-Lord, who his backstory, which I'm not going to give anything away, but you get to see flashbacks to his childhood and how he, he came into being in space and everything like that is is definitely very different from the which MCU actually, as that's, well. That's where it starts, right? It starts in his basement, right? When he's... um, Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right? You, yeah. You are... You're in a, you start the game off as him on his 12th or 13th birthday. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, bunch of cute little things in that room, man. The the Coleco vision and the for the the, the Tron poster, poster on the wall, the Tron poster. Yeah, oh man, I yeah. was I was giddy when I saw some of those things. You know, the Rubik's mm-hmm. cube. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, just just preface that that this is not the same Guardians of the Galaxy that you yeah, know from the movies, exactly. and these characters are are they came together. We don't really find out at the beginning of the game how they came together as a team. But they're together and they are trying to overcome their past and their their past uh, issues and trials that they went through to become the gardeners of the galaxy, <laughs> which is a funny, <laughs> which, is, which is a funny line. He let from, group fill out the, the paperwork. <laughs> yeah, um, he let group fill out fill out the uh, the, the hero paperwork. paperwork or the team the team paperwork they had to fill out for Novacore and yeah. it got misinterpreted interpreted as the gardeners of the galaxy. So yeah. It is. It starts off there, and they go to the quarantine zone because they're on a mission because they need to get money. And that's you know that's one thing that is holds true to anything Guardians of the Galaxy. They are out there to find their units because they need they need money to upgrade their ship and to just live their life that they want to live. So they are still technically bounty hunters slash pirates if you want to call them that because of what they're doing. But yeah, heroes the, for hire. Heroes for hire. I didn't want to yep. say that just because of like you know the defenders and like. Yeah, Luke Cage and all that, but yeah, they're yeah. that's what they are. They're heroes for hire, yeah. and they could be hired to do some questionable things. Which but... on an off-topic, Chad, uh, Hero- heroes for hire has almost ruined MSF for me. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, yeah, that is uh, that that's another topic, but yeah. yeah. Side note: <laughs> I need to talk to you about that off this because I need to find a new clan to join. So, <laughs> oh yeah, that's good, absolutely. So, yeah, I'll mess- message you. <laughs> but yeah, heroes for hire is. is I, I don't even know what team can beat him. I can't beat him with anything that I got. I don't know. <laughs> Anyways, back to Guardians. <laughs> back to the Gardeners of the Galaxy. Back to the Gardeners of the Galaxy. Talk, talking about these guys, though, so you definitely get to learn a lot about these characters, and even from where the two of you... Actually, that's a great question. How far are the two of you in the game? Because I said that I've already rolled credits on it, but where are the two of you sitting at right now, storyline-wise? Uh, so everyone knows, uh, just so everyone knows, this is a game that has 16 chapters in it, and I just completed chapter 10. 
Okay, yeah, perfect. I just started nice. chapter eight, so I'm a little bit behind you guys. Well, I'm way behind you, Aaron, but yeah, I'm a little bit behind. Uh, <laughs> God, so it's definitely one that you don't want to put down once you get going, though. So no, you'll, really, you will yeah, fly yeah. through these chapters. Yeah, um, if, I, if I didn't have any streaming engagements with some other people that I had things lined up, I would have been playing this game nonstop and yeah. not streaming. Yeah, just if, if I didn't have work, I would have been playing this game nonstop. <laughs> <laughs> but getting to know the characters is awesome. As you walk through, we'll talk about the Milano. So you kind of have the Milano, which is your your hub area for the game. It doesn't work as a traditional hub as most games, but it does kind of um, play a part into uh, the lull between wor- worlds almost. We'll go with that. Uh, yeah, but there's but, a lot of character building in, in, in there that takes place. So yeah. much. So much yeah. you everyone has their own room. You're free to explore it. But the thing I like about the Milano and the scenes that they kind of develop within it is that you can spend as much or as little time in that as you want. So yeah. you could you could spend an hour just walking around the Milano and interacting with everybody, interacting with your workbench, talking to Groot, talking to everybody and just kind of building up those characters backstories. Or you could just go straight to your chair and start the next mission. Yeah. Yeah, and that's um, one good thing to point out is um, the backstories, as of as far as I've played in the game, really don't tie into any of the actual storyline of the game. It just actually will tie into conversation pieces that you have throughout the story. So one thing about this game is there is a ton of interactions with the team. So you're in a battle and you're just traversing through these planets and the team is constantly talking, bickering, laughing, joking you know, making yeah. fun of people. And it, that it's honestly really enjoyable. You would think that, man, there's so much talking in this game. And me as a streamer, this this game would honestly be very tough to stream because there's so much talking that goes on in between the characters in, in your missions and in the Milano. And even in battles, they're talking to each other. And, you know, there's not much space in between to be talking to a chat if you were streaming. So it is, but it, but it's, but that's what makes this game, in my opinion, really pull at your heartstrings, so to speak. And I know that's kind of weird to say about this type of game, but it's like you really are seeing this team form in front of your eyes. You know, it's not necessarily the beginning of the team, but it's near the beginning of the team. And you see how they interact with each other and the fact that no one understands Groot except Rocket. And, you know, in the MCU, that's still how it is, too. You know, no one knows understands Groot except Rocket. And even though they kind of play it off a little bit. And you have this whole team that are trying to figure things out, how they're how each of their fighting styles work with each other and, you know, trying to figure out this main overall mission. And they're just at the same time, like, you know, they might be bickering, but they're like five best friends that are just going along life together and having conversations about some some dumb stuff in the middle of fighting, which is pretty hilarious. Yeah. Yeah. yeah and they do it pretty seamlessly, too. I, I like that. It's not like... um. You know, um, you might play Fallout or something like that where you could sit there and have a conversation with somebody for 10 minutes and you're not doing anything else but having the, that conversation. That's not like this in this game. In this game, you know, you're moving, you're talking, you're walking, you're you're fighting, you're you're doing all kinds of things while you're having those conversations, which which helps with um, the flow of the game, of course, obviously, you know. I got yeah. so invested into some of the conversation pieces that as you're walking through the areas, you know that if you command one of your characters to like move a rock or cut down some wires and stuff like it may trigger in the next cutscene or something. It got to the point for me that I was like, OK, I will let them finish what they're saying before yep. I do this because I want to hear everything that's being said. 
There's yep. just so exactly. much dialogue. Yep. Mm -hmm. Yep. Yeah, and they they literally never stop talking. And you can there were some points where like I sit down my controller because I'm in like a quiet spot and um I have to like answer a text or I'm checking something. And as the controllers just sitting there and the game's not playing, the characters just keep going with the conversation. And yeah. you kind of you would think that at some point this dialogue's just going to keep repeating. And I swear it never did. No, they I just know. it was just new conversations. They, they just never stopped. And part of the cool thing is um, in this game, there's an upgrade. There's upgrades. So the game is not open world, but it's very linear in how you have to go across the missions. But yes. there are side passageways and crevices and jumps that you can do to find collectibles and upgrade components. And if you're in the middle of a conversation with your team and they're just chatting about the mission or whatever's going on and you as Star-Lord take a little side passage because you're trying to go find a new collectible before you leave the area, they'll make comments about, oh, there's Star-Lord walking off on his own again, and stuff like that, which is hilarious that yep. the game picks up on that. Yeah. They'll be like, are you lost? No, I'm not lost. I'm trying to get a better vantage point. <laughs> yep. But yeah, no, it's, it's it, the conversation alone makes this game very enjoyable. And that's one thing to point out about this game is, yes, there's 16 chapters, but there are some chapters, just so everyone knows, that you, you don't even have combat. There's some chapters that you Correct. literally go through the mission right. and it's talking to people. It is, um, you know, go going to a certain point and different things like that on your mission. And some of it is just dialogue based. And for a lot of people that might actually be sluggish or boring, but the conversation that this team, the team is having along the way really makes it not seem boring because you right. actually are invested in hearing what they want to say. And, you know, there's a lot of, talking points where star lord has to make a decision between what he wants to say and there's a little timer that if you don't answer star lord won't say anything but there's right. also there's two options usually sometimes three that you can pick and star lord could rally the team or joke with rocket or you know defend gamora or scold rocket or whatever it may be and that will affect a little bit of the conversation as you move forward in the game so there are some decision-making aspects in the conversations that you have to pay attention to. Yeah. So it's also part of the team building and, and the story building. I mean, if you don't have the, these conversations, you're not building the story, you know? Yeah. Mm -hmm. And these, uh, some of those decisions that you'll make throughout the game. Um, I don't want to, I don't want to spoil anything, but they, they will affect how you experience the end of the game. Yes. The game, the game yes. will end the same way, no matter what. Um, I will just say that, but the way that some people may help you out at some point, some people may like show up or, or like your experience playing through some of the areas. Um, it all, it will all change. So some of your chapters may actually completely different depending on a decision that you made to uh, help a person or not help a person or decide with somebody in an argument. Um, yep. it'll completely change it. So there's like, there's one point where you can make a decision. Um, you're stuck then, um, like a, in a fork road and depending on who you side with the mission either becomes completely stealth or an all out gunfight. So, but it depends on which way you go with the conversation. Um, yeah. so that's, that's a really interesting kind of component to it too. Um, but as I'm playing through it and I was talking about trophy hunting before and how I'm trying to find all the different costumes, it made me wonder that maybe depending on what option I picked is what costume I can find in what area, because I may have to go down a different path now. Yeah, I've been trying to figure that out myself because one thing that I've been doing since I'm I'm recording these and putting them on my YouTube channel, I have been uh, 
playing the game a tad slower than I normally would because I am searching for all the crevices and the secret rooms and passageways and stuff like that so I can find all the collectibles yeah, for the videos. And yeah. I've been yeah. I've been uh, I've been wondering that same thing like what if I chose this way would it make something else happen or a different room open up and a different room close or whatever it may be. So I fully plan on playing this game again and I've been trying to keep track and remember what I did. So that way, when I play through again, I'll go the opposite way and see what happens. Yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm thinking the same thing because, like Aaron said, you finish it in, what, about 20 hours? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm 17 hours in, and I'm only halfway through. So I'm I'm that guy that likes to take all the little cracks and the crevices and, you know, the turns and, and, and you know, all the, the, the choices in the in the dialogue. So it takes me a little bit longer to, to play a game than it does you. But it, like we said, it takes everybody a little bit longer to play than it does you. So <laughs> I was going to say, don't think that I'm eight. not, like, checking all these things out. But yeah. um, which talking about, like, the exploration piece, there is a... Uh, Star-Lord has his visor that he has in the movies. He has in the comic books, the TV shows. Um, his visor that he has is kind of like how you can uh, scan the environment. And I felt like I walked around half the game with that visor on. Yeah. <laughs> Just because yeah. I was I was looking for everything. Um, yeah. But then, like, you also don't want to walk around with that visor on because it it breaks the game down into, like, kind of a, um, like a digital environment almost. Yeah. And the environments in this and all the world building is so so beautiful and so big that you kind of want to take a second just to enjoy it. Um, yeah. The developers did such a good job of having these massive set pieces. Um, you start off in the quarantine zone, like we were talking about and everything is kind of like this bubblegum looking texture all around you, but there's so much going on in like the background of it and the distance. Yeah. Um, there's always something moving in the distance. It always looks like it's like, it's just massive. Yeah. Um, but if you, have the visor on you kind of lose all that detail so you don't yeah. want to have it on the whole time but you also have to kind of explore with it mm-hmm. i can imagine how good it must look on the ps5 i mean i, I i'm playing on the four and it, it's beautiful the five it must be absolutely gorgeous oh i'm loving it yeah which brings us to another point uh okay so you played on the four chad right. what did you play it on did you play it on xbox I'm, I'm or on PC? pc you're on PC. your pc okay mm-hmm so I'm sure it looks fantastic on there too. Yeah, yeah, there's there's been a little bit of um lag issues and um I found out that if you play on PC, um I have an AMD graphics card and there is a known bug in the AMD graphics card where you have to turn off the anti-lag that's on the graphics card cuz I was experiencing experiencing some crashing on chapter 8 and um it would load up at the end, of, there's a scene in chapter eight that has they make a mention that, oh, there must be a million people here. And um, I'm not going to give it away exactly. But there's a scene that has a lot of characters on the screen. And that scene was constantly crashing. And it's because of this anti lag thing that was on the graphics card. So once I turned that off, um, I've been playing and the game's been fine. But yeah, it's graphically it's it's very beautiful. Oh no, that's I didn't even think about that scene like that. That must have been really difficult for your graphics card. It was. I mean, I I I crashed three times in a row and I gave up on it. And then I came back the next day and it crashed like two more times. And I was like, man, what is going on? And I had to Google it to figure it out. I'm a chapter eight now, so I can't wait to see that. <laughs> yeah, there's 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 something that will happen, and you're just like, man, that's a lot going on. Um, yeah, I do kind of want to talk about uh 
I want to talk about the difficulty for the game. So we always talk about, um, did you start on easy mode, difficult mode, all those fun things. I think most of us kind of played on the normal difficulty, but this one actually has, I don't know if you guys actually like kind of read through it when you were setting up your, um, your mechanics and everything for the game, but there is a difficulty setting that you can adjust every aspect of the game. So you Mm -hmm. can adjust how much damage you deal, how much damage is dealt to you, how much damage is dealt to your team. Um, So you can make the game as easy or difficult as you want it to be completely up to your own um, discretion, which I I thought that was really interesting. And I I think I'll play around with that a little bit more in my second playthrough. But um, yeah, I just that's a very interesting mechanic for it. Yeah, I stuck with normal and I saw that I was actually playing around with it a little bit and just because of the video purposes, I stuck with normal just to make it uh, somewhat of a simpler playthrough. But I was like, man, you could almost put yourself in a God tier mode if you really wanted to. Yeah, good. Um, the game is pretty easy, though, as far as uh, as far as all the mechanics and everything go with it. It's not too complex with the, all the combat. I want to say I only died a handful of times. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I was trying game. to think about that, and I think I've only died twice, maybe besides yeah. like accidentally slipping off. Like there's a couple of times in the battle where I would slip off the edge and it would just re put me up there. Like I, it wasn't a death, but I yeah, think I've only died maybe two, I, two or I, three I, times. I killed myself more than, than I've died. Uh, <laughs> of the game. Yeah. You know, yes. The edge or something like that. Yeah. And now, so, now how's the load time on the PS5? Cause the load time on the PS4 is horrible. Like is I it? die and I can almost sit there and go through all my emails before they put me back in there. You know? Oh man. No, uh, less than 10 seconds. Yeah, load dude, time I, on the PC was kind of kind of slow. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm probably a full minute before before it pulls me back in. I mean, the best the best loading I've had on a video game so far has been the Spider-Man games, which they pretty much got rid of any load screens at all. Yeah. Um, this one still has some load screens, but it takes about 10 seconds. Yeah, well, 10 seconds for them to go through, um, which is still extremely fast. Those SSDs are amazing. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like like you were saying, I you'll kill yourself more than the enemies will actually kill you in this game. Um, there is a point. Yeah. On normal mode. Um, there is a point later in the game where you're going through a gauntlet. I'll call it. And it seems like it's infinite and I, I won't spoil anything for you guys, but it seems like it's infinite. And as I'm going through and fighting all these things, I was just like, nothing's going to kill me at this point. (laughs) was like i'm just gonna keep on getting healed like because all the enemies drop health too every single enemy in this game that you kill drops some health for you um and it's it's not like it's a uh like a chance to get health back no you just automatically get health for every single one that you kill which i think that makes it even easier um but aside from the difficulty uh the actual gameplay mechanics for this during combat uh so we said that you are playing a star lord the whole time but you command your your fellow teammates um the commands are just for their move set um each person has four special moves that they can use um three regular ones and then one ultimate move that you'll unlock at some point for the storyline for each character um but it's very relatable in a way to uh what Final Fantasy 7 remake was which okay. I don't know did Chris did you play that one? I didn't play that one no. Okay. Um so in Final Fantasy 7 remake the difference is that in that game you can also control the other characters 
completely. Um, but if you want to do an ability for someone, you can hold down a trigger button and then it slows down time a little bit. And then you can select those those ones. I don't think that this actually slows down time, though, while you're holding down the button. If it does, yeah. it's like, oh, only a tiny bit. Yeah. The only thing I know to slow down is um, when you're scanning something on the visor. Yes. Okay. Yeah. So when you're trying to select the moves, it doesn't. Um, but everybody has their own. There's a stagger meter for most enemies that you have to build up um, and stagger them before you can do real damage. And everyone kind of has their own special abilities. Rocket does a lot more uh, distance damage. Group does a lot more holding. Um, Gamora does attack damage. And Drax does a lot of stagger. Yeah. So One thing is that there's not really a defensive character, which kind of... I know the team doesn't really have no. a defensive character, but I kind of felt like Groot because, um, you know, in the movie, he has the healing factor. If you remember um, right. in Marvel's uh, in the Guardians of the Galaxy one, he puts up that that branch bubble or circle saves the whole team when the bomb explodes. And he and then there's a couple other times where you've seen him have like a healing factor when and not necessarily for the team, but for himself. I didn't know if they would have that kind of an option. But uh, yeah, no, this is the whole team just attacks. <laughs> yeah, everyone, everyone is kind of a out for themselves ability for the most part. Um, and I will say that until you get further into the game, um, there's very few enemies that you really have to think about. Um, how am I going to build up these attacks? Yeah, like there's there's very few people that you need to worry about staggering them first or using a certain element on this person um, before you can do real damage to them and actually doing it that way. Um, for the most part, if you just ignore your all your uh, team's abilities, you can get away with that if you're just playing a Star Lord and ignoring the rest of the team. Um, so in that sense, the combat isn't too uh, too evolved, I'll say, but it's still a lot of fun to do. Um, do either of you feel that it gets a little a little bit repetitive. No, not personally. I mean, no, I, I not really. Yeah. No. Okay. I felt so far that the upgrades that have come have come at pretty decently spaced times that yes. every new battle has been okay. Cause currently I've got every team member ability up to level two and star Lords up to level three. So, oh, right. well, I shouldn't say level, but there's everyone it's has four abilities. Right yeah. 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 So I have three for star Lord and two for everyone else. And I mean, no, I don't feel like it's I don't feel like it's been slower repetitive. I, I've been like, oh, man, I've unlocked a new uh, like a, a a dash or something with with um, Drax and then um, a different grapple thing with, with Groot. And, right. But yeah, one thing I've been one thing I have been doing is on the bigger bad guys um, and not necessarily. the. there's a couple boss fights I've already had, but on the bigger bad guys, I've been. Uh, focusing everyone's strength. So I'll use everyone's power on one guy and then blast them with my own stuff at the same time to try to get those bigger guys down quicker. I have not really used many of their powers on the low-level minions, I guess. But I do... One thing in the combat is there are different interactable um, things in the environment that you can um, do with your characters. There's Groot can, Groot can interact with a certain spot on certain grounds that'll put up like a branch vine system that ties up a bunch of people. Rocket can plant a mine. Uh, Gamora can slice down things hanging from the sky to drop on people and, and Drax can throw things at people. So I do utilize those a lot whenever I see them. But as far as 
utilizing a lot of their powers. I'm only doing that when I absolutely have to on the low level guys, but most of them I just save for the big ones. Yeah. Yeah. That's pretty much the way I played too. Yeah. Star Lords, I use a lot more of his abilities. He's got that like machine gun effect yeah. that you can use. Yeah, I use that one beast. a whole lot. Yeah. <laughs> that I just like the little hurricane everybody. bomb thing, his second ability. That thing's awesome. If you get surrounded by like three or four dudes around you, you do oh, yeah. this little hurricane bomb and that thing's awesome. Especially yeah. if you're in an area with like a, like a whole lot of enemies that have low health, like that will just clear the area around you. Yeah, it's nice. So, you know what's funny? I kind of like doing it the other thing. I kind of like using his little float mechanic where he just floats over the battleground. And then I just use everyone else's um special to clear the battleground up, which I, I find that fun too, you know? Oh, that's cool. Yeah, yeah. I I have that ability, but I don't use it that much. I don't. Yeah. I don't. I don't really know why. I just feel like I can't control his guns that much when he's flying. Yeah. So no. I, yeah. I learned that if you, I learned that if you jump, like I think that it's one of the um, one of the regular abilities that, like the mods that you can unlock. Um, yes. Because there's also different mods. There's 15 different mods that you can unlock that affect your suit, your gun, um, shields, and yeah. your boots and your shields. Yeah. Um, I think one of them is if you jump up in the air and double click on it while you're in battle, his hover boots will activate for a few seconds. So I would jump up in the air and do that and then I could shoot. But you can also do all your other abilities and it yeah. won't take away the hover boot ability. There you go, so yeah. w- once I got that, then I never used the hover boot ability again. I, I did use it a lot in the beginning. Yeah. OK, I got yeah, I did use it a lot in the beginning, but later on, I just yeah. went to kind of, to kind of using that. Um, but what else do we have here? So, well, you know what? Another aspect that's really cool about it is, um, how there are certain places in the game where you, you can't get out of it unless you use your, your teammates powers in a proper way. You know, you, Kimura has to climb halfway up that thing to give you the boost to, to get to the spot where you could use your electric gun or, or Drax has to move the, um, the, the pillar over here so you could climb up, you know? Um, there's a lot of team building on that uh, puzzle type things, you know? Yeah. Oh yeah, all those kind of make it make you feel like you really are Star-Lord where you're where you're actually in charge of the team. Yeah. Because he doesn't do anything. No, he has nothing <laughs> special about it. No. And, which is another thing, because like in, in combat, even though I said that sometimes I feel like I just use Star-Lord and don't focus on the rest of the team, uh, all of Star-Lord's attacks are relatively weak in comparison to everybody else's. Yeah. You're oh, definitely yeah, sure. you're definitely the weakest member of your team. Yes, absolutely. you're just in charge. <laughs> you happen you to be in charge of the team up ability. Oh yeah, I, I yeah, need the big, that. yeah. There's a so, huddle ability. So yeah, you want to talk about that one for a second? Oh yeah, sure. Um, yeah, so the huddle ability is pretty cool. You will hit both your alternate triggers, so LB and RB, if you're on controller, and it'll bring the team together. It stops the fight around you, and you will then bring the team together, so to speak. And they will talk to you and they'll give you two choice options so that you will say something. And there are two options that could result. If you pick the correct one, the full team gets a morale boost and will have a, you know, up damage, up stamina, the whole deal for fighting. Or if you choose the correct one, you are the only one that gets the boost. So um, they'll you'll bring them together. They'll all comment about stuff that's going on in the battle and. They'll be pretty stoked, and then you either stoke them up even more, or you let them down. <laughs> yeah. So, a couple things with this. Did you ever choose the wrong one? Yeah, I've done the wrong one Did more you? than I've done the right one. Really? Really? Um, well, some of them, some of them aren't super plain as day. 
So if you read the background, like there's right. words that will pop up above their heads. If you read that, it pretty much tells you what you need to select. Yeah. Right. So I've, I've had a couple options where the words in the background are not in the options. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Huh. I, I have, I'm yet to pick the wrong one yet. I picked the, the, the right one all the time. And, um, Obviously, the uh, the soundtrack that follows is always pretty cool after that, too. <laughs> oh, the yeah. Soundtrack, that's something we haven't even talked about. Yeah, I mean, listen, if you're an 80s kid or, or a 90s or early 90s kid, this is an awesome soundtrack, man. I mean, just like the Guardians movies, it's it's fantastic, you know? Really is. Um, So so with the um, with the thing, I feel like I did always select the right one. Um. I accidentally activated it more times than I meant to activate it <laughs> just from like clicking the buttons. Like I'll go to do a command and all of a sudden it activates it. Um, but it, builds it does up pretty quickly. It, yeah, it builds up pretty quickly and it, it mostly activates in any uh, kind of fight scene that is just kind of intense. Um, and whenever you activate it, your fight is over pretty quickly afterwards because of how, how much of a boost everybody gets. Yeah. Yeah. And the, 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 actually I've got, like I said, I've gotten it wrong a couple times, mm -hmm. um, probably more than I've gotten it right. And I was doing it on one boss boss battle where I got it wrong. I ended up dying and it reset to the earlier checkpoint and the team up was activated already from then. So like I could yep. do it again from not, it wasn't activated as that I won, but I could pull it together again to try right. to get the right one again. And on that boss battle, I ended up dying twice, I think. Maybe maybe it was once or twice, but every time I did the team up, I got it wrong. So not happy about that. <laughs> and I, I did notice that with it. Um, with this, it's kind of funny to me because as we were talking earlier with the dialogue is so good in the game and there's so much of it. I felt like a lot of the dialogue for the huddle repeats itself. I got the same one as you play through the whole game. You guys probably haven't experienced it at the point that you're at now. But as you play through to the end of the game, you'll get the same huddle like three or four times. Oh, really? I haven't yeah. had any different ones yet. All mine have been different. So yeah, I've, been different. I've had them repeat themselves. And it's always really interesting to me because, again, they took so much time and care into making the dialogue really mean something in the game. But all of a sudden you'll have this big grand boss fight that you're in. And the conversation in the huddle won't match the boss fight. <laughs> Which that was there's not a lot of things that I was kind of like, man, I'm disappointed in that in this game. That one aspect I was because it, it fully pulls you back from the immersion of it right. um, just in that one scenario, because there's I don't want to say what the boss fights are later on in the game because they get pretty cool. Um, but there's one that all of a sudden they're talking about, like, oh, I'm slaughtering all these different enemies, but I'm fighting one boss. Or they're talking about like, oh, these these guys may be calling for backup soon. And what happens if all their backup comes? And I was like, there's only one thing that I'm fighting. They have no friends here. There's nobody else around, guys. <laughs> Who, who's coming for backup? Um, so like that, those parts were kind of kind of like, man, I wish they could have done that a little bit better. I think that they it would have been really cool if they built their own huddles specifically for each of the bosses, because there's right. not that many bosses in the game. There's not. There's only like no. four or five, maybe. Um, so if they had their own huddles, that would have been neat. Uh, but the rest of them, all the small fights, the huddles do make sense. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, you said the soundtrack. The soundtrack is amazing in this game. Oh, loving it. Loving it. Yeah. Yeah. Did and you? just I'm playing on streamer mode because of recording for YouTube. 
So Aww. I have not gotten to hear the great soundtrack, but the oh, thing wow. is there is a custom soundtrack as well. Um, one thing, and I, this doesn't really give anything away, but star Lord, his name is in the game, a name of a band that he loved when he was a kid. Right. So there is a soundtrack for the game created by this band star Lord. That is the fictional band in the game. And it, I mean, it, the, it's great alone just with that custom cool. soundtrack. Very cool. Yeah. And I mean, did you guys notice on the Milano, you can actually, um, there's change a jukebox. The, uh, yeah. The jukebox. Yeah. Yeah. Very cool. You guys, you guys know where he got the, why he named it the Milano, right? No, no, I don't know. You don't know the story behind it. No, I want to he, hear it. <laughs> he had a crush on Alyssa Milano. <laughs> so he named his ship the Milano. He named his ship the Milano. Yeah, yeah. Dude, there, there, there's a spot in the game where he prays to the gods of Pat Benatar and um, uh, who's the other lady? <laughs> I forget. He says, "Oh, may the may may Pat Benatar and uh, was another female rocker from back then." Ah, bored. <laughs> um, yeah. Um, may they bless us on this journey or something like that. That's yeah, hilarious. Wow. <laughs> I did spend quite a few, quite a bit of time at the beginning of the game playing with that jukebox. Yeah, that was such a, that was such a neat addition that they kind of put into the game that you can. Yeah, go play no, with absolutely. It. Yeah, yeah. What, what's in the jukebox if you do it in the streamer mode? The custom Star Lord um, songs. Is it all Star Lord ones? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Cool. Um, which that's a, that's also a funny thing because in the comics, um, my wife walked up as they were kind of explaining like Star Lord. And he was looking at his album and she goes, wait, Star Lord is a is a band now. <laughs> She's like, what's this? It was like, well, it depends on what what comic or what universe of Guardians of the Galaxy that you're reading as to who Star Lord is or why did he get that nickname? Because in the MCU, it's a nickname that his mom used to give him. And yep. a lot of the comics and the cartoon shows, um, Star Lord means prince. Oh, wow. And he is his father. Um, right. is the ruler of the planet that he's from. So not not ego like in the MCU, but like in a lot of them, he is the ruler of his race. And Peter Quill is the prince. So that's what they call their prince was Star-Lord. Oh, wow. So that's where that yeah. came from. And then this, it's a rock band. So it's kind of funny how just depending on where they go with it, they they completely change where that name comes from. Wow. <laughs> it works either way, but always funny. Yeah. Um, How many of the Easter eggs have you guys found? from references to like all the other games or all the um, different characters in the MCU. I mean, I've, I've found, I feel like a decent amount. They like, they've jam packed some of these. We talked about the Tron poster. I think that's right. the one that everyone finds like right off. This is a right. Tron sure. poster in there. There's yeah. Star Wars. Um, there's Star Wars in there. There's yeah. uh there's a uh, X-Men mutant. I forget her name, but the poster inside of uh, Bill's room. Gazzler. Yeah. Dazzler, Dazzler, yes. yeah, she's it's got a poster inside of his room. Um, yeah. so like they they've thrown a lot of those things in there, yeah. and then um, a lot of the artifacts that you find throughout the game kind of tie into that. And then once you get on nowhere, there's an area that you can go through. I mean, I guess that's not that's not a spoiler. Nowhere, the collector's layer in the galaxy. Yeah, you can go through the collector's layer, and that's all all Easter eggs. Man, you can just honestly, spend, like, that was awesome. There. Did that you guys have awesome. to buy the ticket or did you get the ticket from Lipless? I got the ticket from Lipless. Can okay, yeah, I be really honest? I skipped it the first time and had to go back through. Did you really? Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah. No, I got the ticket from Lipless. <laughs> I've been trying to play the game in a positive manner in the sense like 
Cause you could have, you know, the lipless is one of the ones where you can make decision on how that goes. And I, uh, chose to be on the good side of that and try to reunite our friendship that we had. And he ended up giving me the ticket for free, which was, which I mean, honestly, that was in my mind, a great 10 to 15 minutes of, of strolling through that collector's museum. And I was like, man, I just want to steal some of this stuff because I need it on the Milana. Yeah. 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 Very cool stuff in there. Um, but also you talked about your, uh, your game crashing bug that you experienced with the massive amount. Did you guys get any other like little bugs with this being a newer game? Something that we normally experience or did the game run pretty smoothly for you? That was it. You had what? I had one crash so far. That was it. One crash. Okay. I never, I never experienced a crash. I did experience some, what was it? I had a couple times where like star Lord got stuck in the ground only once or twice. And then there was one point where towards the beginning of the game that as you were getting ready to start the mission and you're walking to the back of the ship when everybody kind of hangs out in the cargo bay and I went to go talk to an individual person, all of a sudden the other conversations were still going on while that person was talking. So everyone's kind of yelling over each other while they're also talking. And I was just like, man, they don't shut up. It's like, gosh, it was like, I don't know if I didn't know at the time if that was a bug or if that's how the game wanted you to feel. Right, right. Because it's a little bit of both. They want you to feel like nobody ever stops talking and they're all getting on your nerves because that's kind of how your relationship supposed to be with all these characters is that they kind of get on your nerves a little bit here and there. But can we all agree on something? Rocket is a little bit of a of a D bag, right? I mean, oh, yeah, (laughs) dude, give me a break. (laughs) Yeah, dude. He's almost like a crybaby at times. Yeah, I mean, jeez, come on, we're wearing this together, dude. <laughs> he's uh, he's gonna get worse before he gets better. I'll just say oh, that. Great. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like he's at his his worst right now, where I am. Uh, I'm almost ready to let Drax throw him. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Oh, you I, know I can't wait to go replay that and have that actually happen. <laughs> I that's that's not a spoiler because that was in all the media and everything for it was the whole like Drax throwing him. What could be yeah. one of your choices? I was so nice about it. And I was like, no, I'm not going to have him throw him because in my mind, he's going to just be complaining that I had him chuck him. So yeah. I don't want to deal with that right now. So I'm going to do the nice thing and have him like put him down. But he's um, always complaining anyway. He's going to complain anyways. <laughs> yeah. It's like, man, there's no making this guy happy. No. Um. Jeez. Oh, all right, well, it's kind of a cycle back to it because we did spend a lot of time talking about the characters. I just want to say I enjoy these characters even more than I enjoy the MCU versions of them. And maybe it's because you get to spend more time with them and they get to develop their own personal backstories and everything. But especially like Drax and Gamora and Rocket in a way and his relationship with Groot, like everyone's backstory and their personalities come out so much more in this game than they even do in the movies that I just at a certain point, I was just like, man, I really like these characters. Yeah. Yeah, they're pretty good. Yeah, no, they, they've they definitely the voice actors that they got for them, the writers that they've gotten for them definitely did a great job on on getting them very likable, getting them where, where you want to play them. I could definitely see them doing expansions on this and even a Guardians of the Galaxy 2 or anything like that, you know, mm-hmm. uh, they, they kind of set it up that you could easily make a second um a second one for this, but out of all the character designs, I think the characters look great. They all look amazing. The only one that kind of makes me feel a little weird is Drax's eyes. 
<laughs> I, I I know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah. They don't they don't look like they belong with him. <laughs> That's the only way I can describe it. Like the rest of the character design looks so great, but yeah. his eyes just kind of look like they plucked it from another character and just kind of popped them into the sockets there and like there you go. Yeah. Um I like the way Gamora looks way better than I do in the MCU. No, I love yeah. the way Gamora looks. Yeah. 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 Um Drax's conversation, I love, man. I mean, the, the the character and the way he talks, and you know, it's the same as in the in the MCU, but it's just so much more. You know, it's it, it's like literally nothing gets goes past him. You know what I'm saying? It's it's so funny. His yeah. relationship, especially with Gamora in the beginning of the game, yeah. is also hilarious. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Because again, like they, they're it's a new team. They're kind of foreign, but he he just refers to her as the assassin. He doesn't trust her. She's the assassin. She's here. Um, but no, absolutely love it. Uh, another like, you know, that characters kind of come into the game a little bit later on. Um, one of the ones that we saw inside of the promotional material and everything for it. Have you guys met Mantis yet? I have. Yes. yes. Okay. I just that part. Yeah. So again, it's not really a spoiler because we saw her in the promotional material and everything for the game. Uh, how did you like her character compared to the MCU version? Because she she is drastically different in her mannerisms than she is in the MCU. I, I think she's more like she is in the comics um, on this. I'm not that familiar with the Guardians comics. Uh, it's mm-hmm. one of my least familiar comics. But I think she this is the, the video game has her more more on par with the comics, you know? No, yeah, they, de- I, uh, they definitely do. Yeah, I think that she's definitely I don't want to sound rude, but in the comics, she's she Drax is not that smart in the comics. And right. She or in the in the MCU, I mean, and in the in the movies, uh, Mantis is made to be not that smart either and mm-hmm. less smart than Drax, I feel. And in this, she's a lot more understandable and like, oh, OK, I get I get it. You know, you're yeah. just a little crazy. Yeah. She's like the uh, the all knowing, but kind of crazy in the way that she talks. Yeah. Um, But a very interesting character. Cosmo is also amazing. I love that. Yeah. Um, yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, they at least talk about Nebula, Yondu, Adam yes. Warlock, uh, Mantis, the Collector, Thanos, tons of uh, Guardians of the Galaxy um, side characters, mini bosses, mega bosses, whatever you want to call it. There's a ton of lore in this game. So, yeah, I'm just hoping I get to see a lot more than I've seen. Yeah, it's it's the one that I'm like, I'm the least familiar with with the cosmic end of um of the Marvel universe. Um, I know a little bit about the mystic. Um, I know a lot about Avengers and X-Men and all that stuff, but the cosmic end of it, I'm just not that, you know, never really got into it, but this is really getting me interested into it. You know? Yeah. Guardians of the galaxy is very enjoyable. Yeah, absolutely. hundred percent. Yeah. Awesome. Well, guys, if the, if you don't have anything else to add to it, anything else to talk about the game, let's move on to our rating for it. So Chris, yeah. your guest this week, we'll start off with you. We oh. do, we do this on the like a one to ten, so and you can add in your decimal points. But we go Metacritic style, one through ten. Where do you rate this game? Well, so far, like I said, I'm about halfway through with it. Um, the, the only complaint that I have is um that little that you spend a lot of time in with your scanner, and that red screen kind of takes away from from the actual gameplay. And other than that, man, I, I really have no complaints. I mean, I'm, I'm I'll give it like a I'll give it a nine nine point one. All right, nice. 9.1. Perfect. Chad, where are you at with this one? 
Uh, yeah, I'm a little bit further than than Chris, but not um, as far as you, obviously. But I've enjoyed everything about it. The, even the slowness of some of the missions where you're just talking and walking with your team. I would, yeah, I'm I'm pretty close to where he is. I'd say there's there's a little. I didn't mention it, but there's a little controller issue. Some of the camera angles on some of the fight scenes are a little weird. Um, but besides that, everything seems pretty fluid. And I've had a one bug, but that's fixed. I'd, I'd give it a nine point two. Nice. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna give it a nine. Just a solid nine for this one. Nice. Fantastic game. I'm absolutely loving it. Um, I wish it was longer. <laughs> <laughs> which I think is a good complaint to have. Yeah. Um, I wish it was a longer game. I wish that I could spend more time on it. Um, I don't see this being a game that we get any DLC content for. I think, think so? I think that I think, think so? they, I think no, I, I really feel like they just kind of put out the storyline for it. Um, and anything else that they want to do in the future for this game is going to be a second game. Okay. Any anywhere else that they want to take the characters, I think that's going to be a second game for it. Um, it at the end of the day, it made me very happy to see that uh, Square Enix kind of redeemed themselves a little bit in the Marvel Absolutely. universe. Um, I yeah, know that Eidos sure. Montreal had a lot more to do with this than Square Enix did, but their name is still attached to it. And after their last not as successful, you know what? We give Avengers a lot of great. I still have like over 200 hours in that game, so. No, I've, I have definitely yeah. played a lot of that. <laughs> I've played it a lot. Um, it, it's just the repetitiveness, like we've said, man. It, 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 I, I wish they had a little bit more more content in it, you know, more something. And I'll be honest with you, I haven't gone back to do any of the DLC, any of the new characters, none of that, which a lot of people say is, is has added um, a decent amount of playtime to it, you know? You know, I've only played like a few minutes of Black Panthers. I played through all the Hawkeyes. I played through all of other Hawkeye K bishops. Right. Um, I didn't do the cosmic cube event, um, but I played through both of the Hawkeye ones and then tiny, tiny bit like the intro area for black Panther. And at a certain point, like each character's movements, even though they do a good job of having everybody have their own three special abilities, it feels the same. Yeah, it, it's drastically different, but it feels the same. Right, I hear you. And that's yeah. that's that's where I kind of have the issue with it because you're spending so much time and you're hyping up that there's all these different characters. I'm still excited to see what they do with Spider-Man when he comes out. Right. Um, yeah. Also, I'm interested to see... I think that my question earlier about do you think that these universes are going to tie into each other? I think Spider-Man is going to be the answer to that because if this be Spider-Man is anything like the Spider-Man that we have from... Um, insomniac then we'll know that it kind of ties into each other but i don't see that happening yeah that, that'd be very hard to do yeah it's also insomniac is probably not going to want their spider-man associated with the avengers game so yeah yeah just to be fair but yeah this is a solid nine for me i have thoroughly enjoyed the game i wish that it was longer um set pieces are amazing gameplay is awesome um the piece that kind of takes the cake in this this whole show here is the dialogue that the game has the entire time so we talk about it, it feels like you're playing the movie this game is made to feel like you're playing through a movie yeah and a really good one at that yeah <laughs> i am very happy with it but guys over the next week what you playing you gonna wrap up guardians i'm i'm playing more guardians man definitely oh, yeah. 100%. sure yeah. Awesome. I mean, you're both at least halfway through the game, so it's been out for a week. So yeah, I'll probably have get on finish by next week this and get some more done. Yeah. 
play yeah. play that. Um, I'm not getting Vanguard off the rip, so I'll probably not be playing the new Call of Duty that comes out just because I want to see people's reactions before I purchase it. But uh, yeah, I will uh, definitely be playing this, and I don't know. I don't know what else I'll be playing, to be honest. Yeah, I'm I'm not a big Call of Duty fan. Um, I, I, I picked up Call of Duty once, and I realized I was nowhere near as good at video games as I thought I was. <laughs> So I, I stopped <laughs> playing Call of Duty, <laughs> and uh, that's it. I've gone back to my single player games, you know. So for me, I'm I'm sticking with Guardians, and uh, I did buy Metroid Dread. I do want to get on that. I, I I'm a big Metroid fan, so I want to play that. Such um, a good game. Also beat that one. Yes, but again, like you said before, I'm 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 a little bit upset with um these ten hour games that they keep on putting up. You know, I mean, I just finished, like I said, I just finished Valhalla. Which was 180 hours. I did the Mass Effect Legendary Edition, which between the three games, I probably pay, played 400 hours worth of gaming. Um, but all these new games, you come out, they're like, you know, oh well, you know, 20 hour game, 10 hour game, you know, nine hour game. It's a little bit disappointing, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Um, what was it? Someone did a speed run a Metroid Dread and finished the entire game in about 45 minutes. Wow. Oh, wow. So that's. That's a $60 game that you can beat in 45 minutes. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. That's so horrible, it's, you know, it is a really good game, though. I yeah. love I absolutely loved it. I thoroughly enjoyed it. Um, I think that if you get the um, if you get the new switch that it will take it full advantage of the OLED. I didn't get the new switch, but I still loved it on the one that I have. Um, but yeah, I completely understand where you're coming from. At what point do you draw the line of is a is a 20 hour game worth it when I could be getting games that will last me a hundred plus hours right? Yeah. for the same cost, if not yeah. cheaper. Yeah. True. Um, True. But yeah, I mean, you still have the uh, wrath of the Druids and the seizure Paris DLCs that you can get for Assassin's Creed Valhalla. And that's going to be another like 60 hours for you. Yeah. For gameplay. So I mean, got so those. much more that you can add in there. Yeah. I may hit those. So we'll see but for now. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I do feel like at least with Guardians of the Galaxy, when I go back into uh, New Game Plus and I can re-experience all of it with all of my uh, with all my weapons, all my upgrades and everything from the get go. Um, I'm looking forward to that. And then also enjoying some of the environments without having to go through with my visor on the whole time because yeah. <laughs> I know where everything is. Now I don't need to touch the visor. I can just enjoy the environments. So uh, but for me over the next week, I am on the very last mission, I believe, right now of Far Cry 6. Nice. So I'll be able to wrap up Far Cry 6. Um, and after that, I really don't know what I'm going to be playing. <laughs> My second playthrough of Guardians. Um, <laughs> so, but other than that, maybe, I'll, you know what? Maybe I'll go into um, uh, Super Smash Ultimate and get Sora and Sephiroth and play around with those. Nice, yeah. Because Sora did come out for Smash Brothers, and I have, I do have to give that one some love. Um we were playing some Smash today. Were you? Yeah, my it, t- today was my son's birthday. We had some friends come over and birthday. kids. The kids were oh, all playing. Birthday, uh, yeah, thanks. Turned eight. They were all playing uh, Mario Kart, Smash Brothers, and the Nintendo Racing game. Awesome. That's or awesome. the uh, Nickelodeon Racing game. Sorry, man. He turned eight. He's halfway to being able to drive. <laughs> man, <laughs> tell me about it. <laughs> Low key, yeah. I've let him. Dr- I've let him drive the golf cart before on the golf course. So. He has already driven. <laughs> Very cool. Enjoy Very it. Good. Enjoy awesome. 
Well, guys, it has been an absolute pleasure talking about Guardians of the Galaxy with you. Um, our little band of misfits here are not quite the same as the band of misfits and Guardians of the Galaxy, but I like to think that we have a little bit of the same. I don't know who Star-Lord is in our group, but, you know, <laughs> maybe it's Seth. Um, but anyways, <laughs> it's been a blast having a great time. I look forward to seeing you next week. Um, guys, everyone listening, if you've enjoyed the show, please leave us five stars or whatever channel that you're listening to us on. It helps us reach, reach a broader audience. Also, if you want to join it on these conversations, some pictures of Guardians of the Galaxy and everything else that we're going to post online, head on over to Ethereum Gamers, the Facebook page over on Facebook. Obviously, it's on Facebook. But anyways, <laughs> come and join us in on the conversation there. We're going to have a blast. And until next week, gentlemen, I'll see you real soon. Have a good night. See you later. Have a good one. Good night, guys.